One of the most common questions I get asked about my ultra learning projects, such as the MIT challenge or the year without English is, how do I keep up hard mental effort on learning for long periods of time? And during that project, one of the things that I did when I started is for a couple months, I would be studying for about 11 to 12 hours a day. So I would wake up at six, I would immediately start by opening the videos to watch some MIT lectures, or if I'd already finished the lectures for the class, I'd start working on a problem set. I would take maybe 20 minutes, half an hour for breakfast break. I would take another 20 minutes, half an hour for lunch, maybe the occasional short break in between, but I would work pretty much constantly for those 11 to 12 hours. Now, I didn't sustain this for the whole year. I did this for about three to four months, and then when I was sufficiently ahead of schedule, I pulled back a little bit. But ever since I did that project about eight years ago, a lot of people have been asking me, how do I do that? How do I sustain that kind of effort? And maybe this is something that you need to do for your own studies. Maybe you have a big exam coming up and you'd like to be able to study that much, but you find it difficult to pull off. Or maybe you would like to be able to put that amount of effort into an entrepreneurial project or mastering some professional skill, and you just find it difficult to sustain your focus and attention. So I can't guarantee that I will be able to allow you to replicate that particular amount of focus, and maybe you'll be able to do even more than I can. But I'd like to talk about a few tips that I've found helpful for cultivating and sustaining this kind of mental stamina. So the first is simply the motivation itself. Creating an obsessive quest, something that really consumes you, that you're thinking about all the time, that you find enjoyable, that you find motivating, that you find this great challenge and project of your life, I think is the first part. I don't sustain this kind of stamina on most projects or on all things. Rather, it's because when I was doing the MIT challenge, I really thought that it was something special, that this was something that could be unique, that something that would be the thing that I did as opposed to other people. And I think that that personal quest of the project itself was very important in sustaining that motivation. That if I had been kind of a mediocre doctor and I'm going to take my exams and I'm taking them with hundreds of other people and it just feels like, well, you know, this is just something I've got to do, then maybe that anonymity, that, that feeling of just being one person of many, that feeling that this is not a particular quest of mine, but something that just, well, I guess got to do it, that might have lowered my enthusiasm. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will for you, but I think creating an obsessive quest and particularly giving yourself that idea that you can obsess over, that notion of this is what I am meant to do and what will really motivate me is very powerful. So I think the starting point of any time you have to really employ mental stamina is to spend time thinking about the quest, spend time mentally rehearsing it in your head, what you're gonna have to do, what you're gonna have to accomplish, what you're gonna have to persist through. And so I think this is a very powerful technique. I used it uh, recently, I had my 30th birthday and I decided to go bungee jumping and I used to be terrified of heights when I was a kid. I, I would just, I wouldn't even like standing next to a window in a tall building and yet here now I am trying to jump off of a bridge hundreds of meters below in a pseudo free fall. And to get over that was before I was going to do the jump, I kind of mentally rehearsed jumping because the thing I was worried about was standing there and then freezing up and then getting embarrassed because I'm unable to jump. I'm unable to will myself to do it. 
And so what I did is probably for about a week before, I just imagined that moment. I imagined the feeling of jumping over the edge, feeling that. And when the moment actually came, because I'd kind of mentally rehearsed it, it was a lot easier to do. Now the actual free fall part was terrifying and I hadn't mentally rehearsed that. So that part was a little bit more exciting. But it's similar with feats of mental stamina. It's similar with doing these kinds of projects that before the MIT challenge, I spent months sort of mentally rehearsing what would it be like to study like that? What would it be like to push myself in that way? And why would that be motivating and interesting and, you know, something that would really excite me? So that's the first strategy I want to consider. And now I want to talk about what you're going to do when you're actually having to put this mental stamina into place. And one of the things that I've always found very useful is just reminding yourself that you can always just sit. See, the problem with mental stamina is not usually that your mind just gets fried and you can't focus. Instead, what it is is that you feel some frustration, you feel some fatigue. And so in your head, you say to yourself, I'm not getting important work done. I'm not working very well. I should quit. I should not even just take a short break, but I should go do something else. I should check my phone. I should do something fun. You know what? Life isn't just about work all the time. I should do something else. And one of the things that has really been helpful for me in creating this sort of stamina is just reminding myself that I can just sit. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to actually get up and, you know, solve this problem or finish this assignment or do anything. I can just sit there. And often when you sit there for a little bit, it just sort of recovers that equanimity and you can go back and attack the problem. Taking short breaks is great as well, as long as they are short breaks. Because if you just quit, if you, instead of after 20 minutes you don't get back to it, you you know take a two-hour nap and then you're not studying anymore, you start watching a television show and you're on episode four, by the time you're like, oh, I should really get back to studying, then you're going to struggle with this. But the idea that you can always just sit, that you don't always have to be accomplishing something to move forward is, I think, a powerful relief because when you feel those peak moments of frustration, you can just wait until they subside and then go back to work. The next strategy I want to talk about is creating positive feedback loops. Part of your enjoyment or frustration of a task is based on the kind of feedback you're getting from the task. This isn't just in grades or assignments or praise or uh, not praise from other people, but also just the very microscopic feedback you're getting from the task itself. So when you're working on a problem, does it feel easy or does it feel difficult? Does it feel something where, yeah, I'm getting some rewarding insights for this or, oh, this is so boring. So this kind of positive feedback loop is very important because if you can cultivate positive feedback loops where the activity feels rewarding, that you feel competent, successful, that you're making progress, that you're having accomplishments, then this is naturally going to make it a lot easier to sustain that stamina. Whereas on the other hand, if you're constantly facing frustration, rejection, if they're bringing up feelings of anxiety, if you start panicking, what am I going to do when the test comes? I'm not going to be ready for this. How do I remember this? then all of a sudden it's going to be a lot harder to continue and sustain that stamina. And I think that stamina is largely about sustaining these mental feedback loops. So how do you create those feedback loops? Well, one of them is just adjusting the difficulty. So if something feels overwhelming, break it down to something that's not overwhelming. If a problem is too hard, why don't you just try to master the very first part of the problem? If a concept is overwhelming, why don't you just see if you could just restate what is said in the text? And this kind of ability to take down a complex and difficult intellectual task 
and break it down into things that are individually not that hard is a way of starting to build this positive feedback. Classic example, writing an essay. Oh, I have to write this essay, it's so difficult. But is it so difficult to just write one paragraph? Even if it's not a paragraph at the beginning, it doesn't even have to be your opening paragraph. It could be something you throw away later. This kind of breaking down of the tasks and understanding to make those adjustments as you're studying, as you're learning, as you're working on things can allow you to get that positive feedback because once you finish one paragraph, then it's easier to do another and another. Once you solve one aspect of a problem, it's easier to move on to the second aspect. Once you solve one problem, it's easier to move on to the second problem. Once you finish one assignment, another assignment. Once you master one topic, you can move on to the other. And this sort of breaking down and getting that positive feedback is often very important. Four, I wanna talk about making your plan top heavy. So top heaviness is an idea that I've written about a lot. Essentially, it is the idea that when you are making a schedule, you should have more of the effort and work and frustration and difficulty in the beginning than in the end. This doesn't mean that you stop working in the end or that you plan to be slacking off in the end. It's just a recognition that you will have more motivation, more stamina, more endurance right at the beginning than you will at the end. So in the beginning, your for focus is on how can I squeeze out all of my energy, all of my effort, all of my discipline on this task. And then in the later parts, it's more, how do I prevent from quitting? How do I stop myself from just getting bored and giving it up? That kind of thing. So that's also something you should be doing when you are thinking about doing something that requires mental stamina. But what do most students do? When you're planning for a test, you plan to do most of the studying right before the exam. That's the opposite. That's a bottom heavy plan, which is requiring you to put in the most effort when you have the least enthusiasm when you're already tired of the subject, when you're already exhausted with it, that's when you're having to put in all that effort. So switch it around, make it top heavy. Finally, I want to suggest the final strategy is that when in doubt, shorten the time. So another thing that people get in is they get this idea that because I need to do this much work, that therefore I can do that much work and therefore I have to do that much work. And then when I can't do that much work and I'm procrastinating and that I'm not getting even more done, then that means that I should set even longer hours. So the classic example of this is someone studying for an exam and they set themselves the schedule of studying for eight hours a day, but they find themselves procrastinating. So, well, with all this procrastination, I better study for 12. You can see the fallacy in that, that if you're not able to sustain a mental focus, broadening and extending the requirements of your stamina is gonna make it even harder. So what I recommend doing is setting a smaller amount that you can definitely finish. So if that amount for you is an hour, then it's an hour. If it's three hours, it's three hours. If it's four hours, it's four hours. Set that amount and work really intensely. And once you are able to sustain that focus, increase it. You want there to be a sense of urgency. You want there to be a sense that you can't waste this moment and you have to act on it to maintain yourself in that peak mental flow. If you feel like, well, I can probably do it later, then you don't have enough pressure on it. So my advice is to start with a more compressed schedule where you don't really have enough time to get everything done and then lengthen it out a little bit. I know that sounds a little bit contrary to the idea of top heaviness, but again, the idea here is how much mental work are you doing not just how much time are you allocating because you can allocate 16 hours a day but if a lot of those hours are spent daydreaming they're spent looking on your phone they're spent on the computer then they don't really count so try to start with a 
an amount that you can sustain your focus and then broaden it. If you have to break it up over multiple chunks, the Pomodoro technique, uh, two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening, is maybe better than doing four hours all in one go. So start with this approach and you can build up your mental stamina. So those were the five tips. Again, they were create an obsessive quest. Two, you can always just sit. Three, create positive feedback loops. Make your plan top heavy. And finally, when you're in doubt, shorten your time. I hope this helps on the next intense mental quest that you have to take on where you need mental stamina.